The tunnel was about twice the height of a man, and there were lights at intervals along the roof. These looked more like rocks than normal lights, and did little more than add shadows to the darkness. As he looked about him, Montgomery assumed he must have ended up in some disused part of the London Underground. He'd never been down into those tunnels, or ridden on the trains that travelled backwards and forwards beneath the city, but this looked pretty much as he imagined it would. It smelled musty and forgotten, like the old cellar in his granddad's house. There were piles of rubble, bricks, rocks and such like, and long, thick cobwebs hung like dusty hammocks from the tunnel roof, all the way to the floor in some places. Montgomery walked into one, which snatched at his hair and got into his eyes. As he stood there, wiping the clingy strands from his face, a voice shouted from the darkness, "'Stop!' Montgomery froze with his hands still in the act of cleaning his face, not daring to move. The voice was rough and not at all friendly. "'Who are you?' said another voice, just as hostile as the first. "'What are you doing here?' Trying to move without actually moving at all, Montgomery turned a little to see where the voices were coming from. A short way along the tunnel behind him, there was a movement in the shadows, just inside the entrance to a second tunnel which branched away from this one. He was about to answer by calling out his name when the first voice spoke again. You ought to come with us, Soames. This confused Montgomery for a moment as he wondered why this person was calling him Soames. Then he realised with relief that the man was not talking to him at all. What? said the second voice, which he guessed belonged to Soames and did not sound pleased. I'm not going anywhere with you. I'm here to... Whatever he was about to say was cut off by a slap which sounded in the echoing tunnel like someone throwing a handful of sausages against the wall. Trying hard not to make a sound, Montgomery crept back and ducked down behind one of the piles of rubble. From his new vantage point, he could just make out three people standing a short way along the second tunnel, two men and one woman. "'You'll pay for that,' said one of the men. This had to be Soames. As Montgomery peered into the gloom, he could see the man's head hung forward as something dark dripped from his beard. Blood. "'I suggest you shut up and do what we say,' said the woman, who was busy tying his hands behind his back. The other man, who had a rubbish-looking beard compared to Soames, was holding a long, vicious-looking knife. "'Okay,' said the woman, straightening up and brushing her hair from her eyes. "'He's secure.' "'Come on,' said the first man, sheathing his knife and shoving Soames away on the tunnel. "'You don't want to keep the mistress waiting.' Leaning forward to get a better view of the trio as they walked away, Montgomery's elbow nudged against something, a brick maybe, or a rock. Whatever it was, it was large, and it shifted, dislodging a few smaller stones and other bits of rubble before starting to slip and tumble down the pile itself. It seemed to take forever to make its way to the floor, and the noisy clattering it made was almost deafening in the silence. "'What was that?' said the woman, stopping and turning to look in Montgomery's direction. "'Dunno,' said her fellow kidnapper, for that was what they were. He turned his head towards Montgomery and drew out his knife again. "'Go and check it out!' As the woman walked back towards him, Montgomery crawled backwards as quietly as possible, his heart thumping and his breath sounded to him as loud as a jet washer. There was another tunnel behind him, also branching away from the first, so being careful to keep the pile of rubble between himself and the woman, he crept into it and ducked down behind another pile of rubble. 
The woman stopped at the one he had just vacated and knelt down to pick up the rock he had dislodged before standing up and peering around at the darkness and the shadows. The lights in the roof above him grew brighter as though someone was turning a dimmer switch and she stared for a long time into the tunnel where Montgomery was hiding. Then, just as she seemed about to make a move towards him, the lights dimmed again as she turned away, stalking back to the others. "'Come on,' she said. "'We need to get moving.' Montgomery's heart was still hammering in his ears long after they had disappeared out of sight, and it was a few minutes before he decided it was safe to come out of hiding. He stood up and brushed some of the dust and debris from his dressing gown, still breathing fast, shaken by what he had seen and the panic of nearly being caught. He held his breath, hoping it might help him to calm down, and as he did so he was surprised to find he could still hear breathing, only it wasn't coming from him. Then he realised he was not alone in the tunnel. There was someone else in the darkness behind him.